what it do what the business be this is switch it up on y'all oh, yeah. this is another week in the books i am spike lou mo what up what up y'all y'all ain't had fridays this good since fridays this good if y'all martin's fan do the pocket now do the pocket now yeah i don't know shoot from half here you a martin fan absolutely is that your favorite sitcom uh, martin yeah, it probably got to be. It, 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 yeah, it's got to be. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be. But but uh, Seinfeld's in there, though. But it can't be before the... the Seinfeld and Martin 1 and 2. Which Martin is like the black version of Seinfeld, really. If you really it, it, it. it can be. It's slick. You know, like Martin, Seinfeld, like instead of radio host, he's a comedian. Yeah, because you know Lane Martin was doing that before talking like the little radio thing before he stopped doing it. You remember in the first few, he was doing like the yeah. when I grew up, blah, 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 yada, yada, you know. Like Seinfeld or Open Act. Yeah. Like yeah. Martin, the black version. It could, be, it, could, it could be. I, I don't know. I think I Seinfeld just focused. A little, Seinfeld just focuses on little details more than like Martin do, but I see, I can see the comparison. Yeah, it's, Seinfeld is more white folk people than <laughs> Martin, more black people. Shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to put it in a gist, man. Yeah. We glad y'all here to talk about sitcoms or whatever it may be that come across your mind. This is another week in the books. Yeah. Well, we're elevating conversations, Maurice. That's what we're doing, man. You and I started this podcast as black men to get to know one another, man, to have free flowing conversations and kind of, you know, open our minds up to different mm-hmm. thoughts and different beings, hoping that people will pick up on it and that theme will fall out amongst our culture. So that's what we're here for, man. This is another week in the books, AWITB 2022. If you want to con- communicate with the show, let us know what you're thinking. Rate, subscribe, like iTunes, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Go and give us five stars. We'd appreciate the thumbs up, the likes, and the comments. Mo, how your week been, brother? Uh, This week has been been a better week i uh i made a big dog play i paid off a debt this week it was oh i always it, feel good to get some credit yeah off it was about it was a little over Stop two them grand. phone calls and shit yeah it was oh, yeah. yeah it was it was one of them ones like i was Did saving you check it. your credit score right after to see if it went up <laughs> i didn't <laughs> i do it with it just paid this i need my shit to i go need up it now. today I'm, well, I'm waiting on the letter first let me get the letter saying hey yo you know what i mean it's wiped off we got that we got you you know we got the proof of everything. We good to go. And then from that point, 30 days, I'd be looking at that credit score. But nonetheless, I didn't want to make that play, but it was it was a part of a it was a part of a chapter of my life that I needed to fully close that DUI chapter. And it was like basically the car that I had crashed, I still owed something on it. And so with us being in the process I of moving out that in blood for me. Yeah, but it's they been a while. That in blood for me, bro. It's been six years, bro. And then they, years they, to fall off. Seven, you had to wait one more year. <laughs> well, you finna buy a house. Yeah, maybe. So well, well, we well, they they were doing like trying to do like garnishments and getting like doing all kind of like just trying to be extra about it. I mean, they didn't get us because we kept moving stuff, but I, I was paying for it. But they just kept being shysty, and I just wanted to get out of the way. Honestly, I was like, because we moving forward, and that's the last of the Indiana whatever. So I was just like, look. Here, That's take this. Dude, it's a blessing. So, it's been good, man. I feel, I've been yes, feeling empowered and encouraged too. this week. How about you? What's your week, good, man? It's a good feeling. Get all that negative energy up off of you, man. <laughs> um, it's been a decent week, man. Very busy as usual, but I appreciate being busy versus being bored. Mm. Um, when did credit start? When 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 did it start paying like 
when did you start having an invested interest in your credit and stuff like that? Uh, when we were trying to move into another house, like just renting, um, and you realize we, we started, we kept getting, we wasn't, we, yeah, we wasn't getting approved. And I was like, man, what's the issue, bro? And then we started to find out like, you need this, this score. And we was like, oh, I didn't know that was a part of the, you know what I mean? Just being young. Mm. Like, oh, I didn't know that was a part. I'm thinking, okay, we ain't got no delinquency. We ain't got no, you know, thrown out or not. We were good on the rental history. You know what I mean? But I didn't realize that now. Like, oh, okay, bro, you can't just. So I start thinking, I'm like, okay, this is credibility. This is what your credibility is. Like, but your word, yeah. you know what I mean? Your score is your word. How did word. business go? Yeah. How did business go with other people you worked with? Yeah. yeah. So this is this is the only thing they can go by is this but number. You, or and talk about that, y'all. My mama would speak the word of it, but I didn't. I didn't understand. You knew what it was, but you didn't realize how important it was. Yeah, like I knew something of it. Have you told your daughter? Yeah, I mean, she. It's so far from where I could give that information to her because she's still trying to get like some of the basics in math. So, like a credit score right now is just. Yeah, it's way out there. But I do teach her stuff when I can as far as just life things, like on a heavier thing that she may not be prepared for. But that's something I let marinate. What about you, though? Like, hey, we should have made that an episode, bro. See, that would have been. Yeah. But anyway, credit, when I mean, did you, you come, that come into play for you? Or maybe it always was. Um, No, I wasn't always. I was reckless. However. Really? Just a comment about your, your young and your daughter. I think even at a young age, if you're not talking about the scores and the math of it, just the importance of her word, like doing what you say you're going to do. Oh, that's, that's essentially definitely. all credit is, right? Yeah. 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 So that's essentially all it is. All you say you're going to pay this, we'll pay it. Uh, for me, man, nigga, I got to, <laughs> I, I never forget, man. I had a home, well, I don't even know how I consider my home, boy, but uh, I don't know what, this was what, the 90s? And it was a nigga that lived across the street from my best friend. And that nigga, he was like 18. We were maybe 14, 13. And the nigga showed us a card that he had got in the mail, but it had his nickname on it. Like, I don't know how this nigga got approved. Yeah, the cash app card. It was, 90s, what we, it was what we called it. Right. It was what we called him. It wasn't his real name. It was what we called him. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was a credit card. He showed us a little statement and shit. And so, oh, my inquisitive naive ass went home to the internet and you know filled out my uh, application i think i got my first credit card when i was maybe 20 19 20 years old and i just bought shit and didn't pay it just buy this shit i ain't gonna never pay for it i bought a jabot shirt and something dumb like that mm-hmm. it's like fuck it but as i started to move around in life my, i got my first moved out of my mom's crib at 20 21 and had to put my name on stuff like bills, a light bill, and shit like that. I started to understand at that point, that age. Like, did you get denied at some point though? Like, or did you, you never had to go through? Shit that? was just high. You had to pay the highest deposit for a okay. phone. You had to pay uh, a highest deposit. You can't rent a car. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Hotel room, shit like that. Okay. So it just made me understand what you had to have in place uh, as far as you know what you needed for credit. I wish I had known from the business aspect. Yeah, that really though, like to be building my business credit because that's what's really important. That's where that's how yeah. you can eat out here and not really have to spend no money. You have your business good, they, credit, but they call it in real estate that that's that good now. debt. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, that's great I, debt. Exactly, yeah, I got yeah, business debt. I'm spending good. somebody else money, what they was teaching me. But I, I do, I do. Uh, what I started to realize was, I said, okay, I gotta 
now getting out that I'm at this age of 33, I'm like, all right, don't get in anything if you ain't willing to commit to it fully. That's what credit's taught me ultimately to put a bow on it. Like, don't get into it if you ain't willing to commit. Like, because I, the last thing that I did, and I, and I was like, all right, this is it. Like, I got a truck and it was way overpriced, but I was kind of in a desperate, I don't even call it desperate, but I was in a, I was down bad on Which the car. I ain't gonna ask I, I got like a some nigga shit. <laughs> I definitely did, but it wasn't like an escalate. I got like the uh <laughs> what what's the the Ridge line, the Honda truck. That kind of looked like the avalanche, like the baby avalanche or whatever. I love that truck. That truck was nice, but it was overpriced. We were getting prepared to move to Florida, and I'm like, do I really want to take this car down there? And do I really want to lock into this? Like, yeah, it it was way overpriced than what it was like uh on a site I traded a car That was when I had my BMW I did all this stuff My wife on it And then we got to doing it I ended up sending it back Or letting them come get it And then we ended up settling for 1500 Which was cool Because I owed like four on it And I paid that off when I got here And that was like I told her I said here's what I'm going to do I'm going to send it back Babe this the, And this is it I said I ain't locking it in nothing else and, Unless I know absolutely I'm sure I'm going to commit to it Cause now I understand the credit. And it's gonna game. be your house the next thing you like. Yeah, like when, if we, house, yeah, because right? even now we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and rent to get familiar with the locations around here because we don't know where we want to plant our flag at this moment. So that was just a decision. If you had a, if you had a business plan mm-hmm. that you could get a loan from versus a house, which one would you go with? Like if motherfucker was like. Man, I love this business plan that you presented to me, Maurice. I give you one hundred and thirty thousand dollars right now because I know you're gonna figure it out with this hundred and thirty k. Or if they was like, I'll approve you for a hundred and thirty thousand dollar loan for a house right now. Which one would you take? One hundred thirty on the house ain't much at all, dog. I seen the market, so it's. <laughs> but business, like I know, if I what's your price range for your house, nigga? What you looking for, bro? At like, least down here, two eighty. Yeah. 350 bro Jesus Christ Yeah It's like I'm that glad, We we ain't, we ain't buying This moment anyway, so It don't matter But <laughs> It's like But the, the if, lot, if they were to give me the, the, the loan for the business I would probably Be holding on To that thing tight Because You know I would have to Really think about this I'm like Hold on I got this money I gotta pay this I really gotta make sure I am doing The deep research On what it is I'm trying to do Cause I am not About to blow this money On you know, a, a half baked scheme here. Well, that's a good question. So, moving to the next part of that, because you said you can't find a house for one fifty. Assuming that you could land, buy, you could put the one fifty down, or whatever. The one fifty towards, like, let's say somebody gave you one hundred fifty thousand towards your media dreams podcast. Do you figure like you could figure it out and start making payments in the next three months? Like, let's say. Today they give you 150 grand and they like nigga in what's his May June July August in August you're gonna pay us 600 bucks on that loan until it's paid off so they give you 150 up front 600 dollars a month till it's paid off you got 150 thousand dollars capital all you got to do is figure out a way to start making 600 dollars a month at least you feel like you could do that it's, it's gonna be it's, it's still quite the risk but. Yeah, business is scary, man. No, it is Cause scary because I'm literally in my possible. mind going there. Yeah, you like, know it's possible, right? You looking at it like, okay, I know I can do it, but I'm not sure. But I got to get. And some, that's the scariest yeah, thing about boy. business. 
Like that's the reason that people won't take that first step because they see it and they know it and I got a plan, but I really ain't sure if I can if I can make bro, that much of money. It ain't no guarantee. That's the scariest thing about business, bro. It ain't. Like when you out there getting it on your own, you're not waiting on a check and you're trying to generate your own yeah. money. Like that, that's the thought process. If I take this money, can I go out next month and generate seven hundred dollars? Eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars, and that's high. just to pay the loan. Yeah, we talking about eating, like eat, like if you want to eat, you want to like put on some fresh clothes and shit. Now I got to generate a thousand, two thousand dollars, and that's the life of an entrepreneur that most people don't really take into account. Oh yeah, they'll see a motherfucker not going to work or having mm-hmm. all this nice shit, but it's like, bro, I got to figure out every month. I don't got forty hours. I yeah. don't got eighty hours. I ain't got none of that shit, bro. I got mm-hmm. deals that I got to get done in order for me to pay off these loans that I had to front this business. That's probably one of the scariest things that people never talk about with entrepreneurship. I'll oh, take a thousand dollars and put it here and do passive income, exactly. man. Fuck all of that, nigga. Yeah. What about when you really ten toes down and you really trying to do business? It ain't passive income, nigga. How am I gonna make this thousand dollars a month? No. That's what let I like. Me, let me ask you this. You get yeah. that. You you took the deal and you say, you know what, I'm gonna bet on myself. I'm going full blast yeah. on the podcast. What's the first two things? You immediately say Because you say Alright You see it It's been wired uh, Lou, Spike Lou It's been wired to your account You should spec it Within the next three hours You see it in about An hour and a half Beep You look 150 grand Oh man These, these niggas They just sent me to Yo It's real <laughs> These niggas it, 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 Bro you're on, your, you're on your Mobile app Everything It's real Like Mortimer, you're sitting Right back. there In the roof And you say Yo You ain't um, told nobody yet What's the first two things You say Okay I gotta get this going What's the first two things You gotta You gonna, you gonna do with it the first thing that I'm gonna do is find somebody that knows strategy. I want somebody with invested in me that I can pay, that I can say I I I don't have to tell them how much I got, but how much do you want to help me get this off the ground? Because now I have capital and I got somebody who I can allocate money to for them to be doing my business 24/7, helping me get off the ground. So the first thing that Where I do would find do them? is find somebody to help me put that in order. Social media. Uh, networks that I already have people okay. like that mm-hmm. um, I would vet it out but the first the, my main and main thing and most important thing to me would be having someone right beside me that understood the vision and the goal that had more knowledge than me okay. and they could tell me okay this is what you need to do next like I wouldn't run out and spend it on equipment <laughs> and all of that bullshit because yeah. I knew it would have to come yeah. but I would need someone who can help me execute my plan yeah. Cause I got full, I got full confidence in myself. So there are skill, things yeah. that I don't know, and I'm fully aware of that. Right? Oh, I got full confidence in my skill, but the people, the networks, and the relationships—that's what I would pay for first. Okay. Like I would allocate a lot of that money towards establishing relationships, establishing getting to know people, letting motherfuckers know that I'm for real mm-hmm. and that I have a budget that we can talk about. Like I need you to come in and do this, and I can pay you that. I think that's one of the biggest things that we lack in creative spaces as I don't even know if it's just black people, but in general, like you try to do these things like, oh, I can do this. And another person says, oh, I can do that. But when it comes to budget talk and doing things like, well, how much can you really allocate towards this happening? Because nothing happens for free. Niggas can talk a good game all day. Yeah. Niggas can have good knowledge and we can try to figure it out for free and get as far as we can. But the fact of the matter is if you're growing a business, bro, you got to spend money. There's no way yeah. around. 
And if any nigga that's growing a business that ain't trying to spend no money, they ain't trying to grow their business. It's a hobby or you not for real with. Like you got to be able to invest a thousand dollars, invest fifteen hundred dollars here. Like I got to be able to know that this is the thing that I need to get me to the next level. Mm -hmm. So my first thing would be. Who are the people that I need to know? Where are the places that I need to be to get me to the next level? So I will allocate if I got 150, yeah, 150, at least 50 going to that. 50 going to strategy, and that person is gonna help me get to that. All right, what that. are we spending this hundred on? What are we spending this hundred on to get notoriety, to get people to look at yeah. us? How yeah. do we market with this hundred thousand? Because I done gave you 50 and we're getting the plan together. How are you gonna help me uh get that plan to market? That would be my first step. What about you? What you doing uh, with Alabama t-shirt on? <laughs> I'm a sports guy, man. You know that? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, so price uh, along those same lines. I'm probably going to say, hey. A person that I'm a fan of, I'm going to probably pay to get a meeting with them. Have to have some community, somebody to give me an example. OK, let's just say. I want to be cliche with it. Like I don't want to say like Joe Budden, you know what I mean, or Charlemagne. I mean, if that's the person, then that's all right. Let, let's let's say I go Joe Budden. Charlemagne is close between them two, but Charlemagne wasn't as big on podcasting until he started to really see it. He was more radio guy. Uh, Joe Budden, it was all in. You know, once he, you know, so I'm paying for this meeting. So I'm giving I'm giving the notes up front. Like these are the things that I figured out. Or if we got a date set, I'm like, hey, if you want to, if whoever's your person you working with, if they say, hey, let's fast track this. These are the things I want you to have figured out before we meet. Okay, cool. So I don't I don't want to waste your time. I don't want it to seem like you coming here want me to answer all your problems. You know what I mean? He's like a person that would be, you know, very short on like, hey, yo, look, nigga, like, you know what I mean? But I want to meet with him kind of like the strategy thing you're talking about but it's saying okay here's what i'm trying to do can you connect me who's the people that i need to be connected with this is the brand this is the idea the concept i think the talent and the product is there i don't know how to get it to more ears i mean i could pay for instagram ads or i could pay for this but who is the person or at least where is the group of people if you're not an industry person if you, you know what I mean Or hook me up to your little, little man's Like if it's like What's the dude name Savon or whoever Like that's maybe not on the same level You hook me up to them Where it's like Okay they're more active with These influencers Or these certain people That are not as high up in the industry And got long working relationships Since the 90s Like I would just Really pick his brain on Connecting me to the people You think based on our brand Who we need to talk to So I would pay for a meeting That's That's me mm. Yeah Interesting yeah, so we going we going real deep on this, huh? Nice little behind baseball <laughs> yeah. for y'all on the podcast show, man. We'll get more to that later as we talk about Joe Budden and Gilly with their little podcast beef. Yeah, but before that, Happy Mother's Day, man! It's Mother's Day weekend. You guys will be hearing us on Friday going into the Mother's Day weekend. Mm -hmm. Happy Mother's Day to your mothers, Mo. Happy Mother's Day to your mother. Happy Same Mother's to Day to my mother, the yeah. best mother on earth. <laughs> um, yeah. What is the way you like to celebrate Mother's Day if you do celebrate it at all? Be honest, I'm not that big on it. You know. Um, oh my God, no! Please don't say that out loud again, bro. I'm not that. As big on my it. advice to you, 
Why? Why? Why would you say that? I'm not. I'm not against it or nothing. You have a mama. You got a wife. You got a daughter. Okay. Here's here's the part that you before you jump out the window here, the part you you fail to realize, huh? Because yeah, here's where you I where, jumped out already. I know. I couldn't imagine it. That's well, because you got a mom. You have to remember who, who you're dealing back, with. I though. Imagine but but see, you're putting so you see your person. You put so much onus on yourself, and you don't. Oh, I don't think. I think before you look at who you're dealing with, you're more so like, okay, well, I'm like kind of like Kevin Hart does. Like before you put onus on anybody, he put onus on himself. <laughs> and if somebody else is reacting a certain way, he's gonna pull back on himself and how it goes versus looking at mm-hmm. the person you're dealing with so i said that to say my mom is like a person that she, I, i'll ask what do you want to do i'm trying to really do stuff and she just won't get with it. like she don't really like to eat like that what we'll normally do what we have done that has been effective was we would go over there we do a little karaoke at the crib we love we play some uno blitz you know might drink some wine have some laugh a little bit like joke about some old times that's kind of what it is but like as far as some extravagant i mean that's extravagant to her to us you know my wife as well like that's what we like to do really be goofy really be homebody and funny with it and uh, cook a good meal or something they might be like hey make us one of them vegetarian dishes you know i'll hook up something so that's kind of they don't never say that they don't never say that let's be honest <laughs> they don't never say that they don't never say that. You gassing it now. <laughs> I'm gassing. Let's funny. be honest. That never uh, happens. Yeah, that never, that never happens. <laughs> I'm just podcasting now. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no nigga never say, hey, man, make me one of them fire vegetarians. No, I swear. Like, it's, no. it's facts, bro. It's big facts. Uh, so this not, I guess, nah, bro. according to, just basically, according to society, it would be like, oh, you're not, that's not much or whatever. But to us, it's a lot. To her, that's meaningful. So that's the way we celebrate. That's the reason I said, you know, it, but like that, that's what I meant though Like as as I Lofted that slight insult to you That's what I meant though Like don't diminish it or downplay it Like yeah. bro that's big Like if that's what your mama like Then say hey this is what we do Don't try to say oh we don't do much Like I don't got much plan either Like I'm just going to Nashville I don't see my mom every day Cause of course we don't live in the same state We may go get something to eat mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna hang out with her though at this yeah. age, that's important. Though. That is, yeah. like, it's important the things that you like. You're saying karaoke, like that shit is fun. It shouldn't be dismissed. Like mm-hmm. you shouldn't preface that with, oh, it's not much, because it is. It's a lot, nigga. That like those are gonna be the moments. God forbid, when your mom's not here anymore, that you mm-hmm. remember and think about it. It ain't gonna yeah. be, oh, I bought her this hundred dollar perfume or this nice bag for Mother's Day because I wanted to be extravagant. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. But you're in her presence, like you're saying. We sitting here, we laughing, we drinking, mm-hmm. we talking, we doing stuff, we having memories and reminiscing. Like, bro, I didn't realize how important that was until I got about this age, or got older, or maybe even left Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, I make it a point when I'm at, when I go home now. Like, I hang with my people, my family. Yeah, yeah. Like, I hang like a nigga call me, like, what you doing? You know, I'm with my mama, bro. Like, we just mm-hmm. went and got something to eat. Like, I don't yeah. get to see her every day. Yeah. So for me, that like that's important. Like mm-hmm. that, it, I'm not going home to do a lot at all this weekend for Mother's Day. But just the fact I'm being there, I'm gonna bring my mom a gift. I'm able to do that, take her out to eat, and just mm-hmm. chill with her. Like for the for the next two days, give her someone else to talk to other than her husband or people that she has to deal with on an everyday basis. Like her mm-hmm. son, where she can just let herself go and not have to worry about a lot so i mean the only reason that i said that to you is because don't diminish it bro that's that's big that's a big mm-hmm. deal that you want to do that with your mom and she enjoys that and you don't have to 
be extravagant and do all that extra shit. Yeah. We gotta start embracing shit like that. Like what we were talking about with the regular shit, like like we embrace that shit. Like I, I ain't gotta fucking Yeah. Yeah. Uh what do you do with you and your significant other? How does the flow of that go? I'm interested in and I think even some of the men that are listening, I'd be interested to see they may have some thoughts or maybe they can speak to this too. Like, you know, like for example, my wife, her mom, then my mom, like you gotta it it's different now, obviously, because you out of time, but like I don't know if it was ever a point where you were in a relationship and both y'all mothers was in the city. How how would you approach it then? Like, are we gonna go over here a little bit? We're gonna split up, we're gonna go to uh, both of these places. I ain't never I've never been in that spirit of a relationship to like to, to, to go to the, my eyes. Yeah. Like I ain't never been that far along in a relationship to be like I need to go see my girl's mom or something like that. Like with her? Like no tag along? I ain't married. No. Not at all. I ain't okay. never, that ain't never even crossed my mind. I don't know if that's wow. weird or not. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> well, you married though, right? Like you got it. That's your mother-in-law. I don't have a mother-in-law. Yeah, I get you know it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm looking at it like if you were asked, that is it a is it a no? Oh yeah, I don't care. No, no. Oh okay, okay. Care. You just saying you don't yeah, feel the asked, need to have to it go out. It ain't your never way. happened. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, that, that's why I was kind of wondering, like, like I was. The moms in my life, I definitely would. The ones that I remember, I shoot them a mom. Hey, happy Mother's okay. Day. Okay. Doing a gotcha. great job. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, my homeboys, baby mamas, and they, like, that I've known for, like, my great good friends. Yeah. That have kids, and I'm, like, they moms, the kids' moms, numbers in my phone. Like, yeah, I test them. Yeah. Happy like, Mother's my Day, cousins, man. happy Mother's Day, like, stuff like that. Yeah, so. Yeah, okay. I ain't, I ain't selfish with really. Okay. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, I, I I hate when people try to diminish other people's holidays. Like I see niggas online and shit all day. Like, hey, oh, no Mother's bro. Day. Ah, like, uh, here we go. Don't I? I ain't even ready. When we get to the Father's Day, it's you know what time it is. But yeah, that's evil. That's, that's evil. Boy, that's when even we worse. get there, I just I have such a strong disdain for niggas trying to do it on Mother's Day, which is disgusting. Now that's that's way out. Yeah, I can't speak to yeah. I can't speak to how people's relationships are with their parents, bro. But. The last thing that I can imagine is having some angst towards my mom. Where I'm like, man, fuck Mother's Day. Like that, that would be the craziest yeah, shit in the world. Even if it wasn't that, I just, that I'd be more like Tony. Like when he, when his mom passed and he was, you know, watching the television. Did if I was a wife, if yeah. I had, yeah, if I had that type of relationship, I'd probably just be like yearning for, like, man, I wish I had that type of relationship with my mom more than, man, forget Mother's Day, forget these people celebrate. Like I'm not gonna, I, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna. I can't be mad at you. I, I can more. If anything, I'd be maybe jealous at most. But I ain't. I wouldn't be have like a full blown hatred for it or whatever. So, but how how important would you say the black mother has been to the community, our community, and the culture? Man, that's probably the most important figure in our community. Like for me, like my mama was my first superhero. Like it didn't matter. What needed to be done and what had to be done. If I asked my mama, like, nigga, she gonna figure it out. You need this money for a trip. You need to go here. Y'all need to ride there. You need, like, whatever it was. And of course, it came with the normal black mama. <laughs> the normal black mama talk. They went with it. Like, nigga, I ain't gonna be doing this, that, and the third. But any and every time that I've ever needed my mom, she's came through and showed out for me and not to say that's the reason that i love her mm-hmm. that's the reason that i look at her as like a superhero mm-hmm. like it's, it could have been a lot of times where she didn't be like man 
I'm gonna be honest with you, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Or like I can't help you, or it ain't got nothing to do with me, or you put yourself in a situation. And it was never that for me. And I think a lot of black men can relate to that. Whether mm-hmm. it's mom, whether it's grandma, there's been that one strong black woman in your life where you could like you can you can hit them with the world, it seems like, and they like, no, nah, I got you. Like, I got you, honey. Like I ain't happy about it. You're gonna hear about it. It ain't convenient. None of that shit. But guess what? I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like though my mama, my grandma, like I grew up around all of those people. Those are the first people that made me actually like feel valued. Like feel like they like no, you are a force. Like I I, I think I talked about this on this show. Like my grandma was the first person to ever call me smart. And that was very young and i felt like i had to live up to that throughout my life which is you and i talked about the perception people have of you like motherfuckers think that i'm a know-it-all sometimes but that came from way back when my, my grandma mm. would be like that's my little smart grandson mm. and me hearing that and being like yeah. oh, i gotta figure all of this shit out like yeah. it ain't no i don't know it ain't no hey can you give me some help like i'm gonna figure it out because i'm smart mm-hmm. that seed was planted by my grandma mm. so when you say the role that the black mama plays like it's so important to have those words in your life yeah like nobody really can challenge you like a black woman bro yeah and not in a way like they can they can do it in a way where you feel emasculated <laughs> like mm-hmm. that can happen they got that power but they can also they got that power they can do it in a way where you yeah. feel like a fucking dweeb <laughs> but they also can do it in yeah. a way where you feel like nigga if she believe in me ain't nobody can stop this yeah, train bro. nigga but god Bro. Like they got that power to do both, and it's yeah, yeah. They got the power to do that, like that, that, yeah. yeah what say bro. you, man? My mama, same thing. Like super mom, you know. She was such a super woman to us, you know, to the point even then when we became grown, I had to tell mom, like, mom, it's okay, mom, it's all right. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to still be that. Don't feel like you got to live under that because we say that. You say you was always that You still trying to hold on to being that And it costs you Because you're trying to still be super mom But you don't have to be that no more We, I had to really like tell her like, Because she still was trying to I'm like mom we good You know and she It took her It took her a while to kind of come off of that Because that's all And She been through stuff in her childhood That She clinged to her kids And so it was a It was a, it was a huge challenge Letting her kids go You know because your identity is so wrapped up in your kids when you, you literally grow up together and so that was what it was my mom as far as mothers black mothers in the community is like like you said you can hit them with the world and they bounce back my mom was the one that told me i was handsome and, and when i had confidence issues and insecurities about just being dark she's like boy you chocolate and you got nice teeth and you got your hair is nice and beautiful you know she just used to say things and you know it helped me you know what i'm saying even when i became grown and i i walked out that jailhouse and when i got home it, with tears in my eyes from that dui my mom still was trying to talk me back into being a man like when i i feel lower than the lowest i ever felt in my life she's like uh-uh she pat me on the chest uh-uh no you lift your head up you still a man you know you made a mistake and you know don't so what if you did it more than one time you you still a man don't uh-uh, don't do that and i still don't look at you different and she talked me and even then at that moment i still was down but i never forgot about how my mama talked me back into 
like as a grown man at 27 27 bro like so black women and black mothers and even my wife just to put a bow on it like my wife how she has been through all of the things that she faces from a physical standpoint and then things that she's been through as of recent with family and, and rekindling things and how she is with our daughter and just how hard she go and how strong she is with it i mean ah, it's it's beautiful it's dope and it's it's attractive too it's very attractive like wow you are in the full woman essence right now like you know what i'm saying i, I can't even explain. only some of y'all out there if y'all you know married or if you 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 know you're with your your mother's child you understand what i mean when i say that like it's it's a different kind of woman womanliness that comes out it's just another extinction just like men when their fathers and women find it attractive when you really really own your stuff so um yeah black mothers mean a lot to the community to the hip-hop to so many things man um lastly on that uh lou i want to ask there's plenty of things you learn from mom mom dukes we both have but if if i were to ask what was the biggest thing that stuck with you that your mom gave you you know what makes me the proudest is when you or I'm doing this with Jeff and I said man you do a lot bro like you the hardest working man in podcasting that shit came directly from my mom my mom taught me how to work hard bro nobody's gonna give you shit nigga at the very least you need to get out and be working like my mom the majority of my life had two jobs like I, 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 I'm embarrassed to sleep past like 10 o'clock Cause I never seen my mom do it. Never seen her lay around the house and not do shit. I had something going on. So when you say the biggest thing that stuck with me that my mom gave me is just like work ethic. Like, bro, I may not, I ain't gonna come in and be the best employee ever. And and hey, what do you need to do? And this and that. I'm gonna be there every day. I'm gonna give you what I got. Like I had perfect attendance. I think through the first maybe nine years of school. Mm-hmm. And that was just because, like, my mom didn't miss a day at work. Like, every day she got up and went to work, nigga. I can't even remember her calling in, calling sick to no shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, for me, when it comes to the stuff that I love to do now, audio, excuse me, the media stuff, like, I'm not missing the show. Like, I'm not, I know you and I have scheduling problems maybe sometimes, this, that, and the third, but uh, you can depend on me being there, bro. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I was raised. That's what I saw throughout my life. That was probably the most important thing that my mom taught me without ever having to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like the reason I went and got a job at 14 and started working because I seen her do it my whole life. She was upset about it. Like, well, you don't need to be working. You should be worried about school and you could just live through like now. I saw you work two jobs throughout <laughs> my whole life. So why would I not want a job now as soon as I'm able to work and make my own money? Whether that means you can stop working two jobs or whether that means I can have my own money and do what I want to do and have independence. I've always known and always seen work ethic from my mom. And that's what probably stuck home with me the most. Even now, today, mm-hmm. like she don't got to work, but she still get up and like go to work every day. It's a little <laughs> bullshit job that she don't even need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like her husband asked her, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Yeah, like, we good. I'm used to it. I make money from doing it. Like, are you gonna do something else to make me money? That's who I am. So, exactly. That's that's the biggest thing. What about you? Uh, my mom with the bounce back, man. My mom is one of the biggest uh, skilled adjusters as far as like when life throws stuff at her. Like my mom has adjusted 
and it's really close because my daddy's right there too. Like, but but this is this is about the mothers. But like, my mom is a real like she adjusts really well. She bounces back. Like she just figures it out, bro. Like to go through what she went through, and at my age of eleven, to say, hey, yo, I'm moving me and my three kids to Kentucky because this Indiana situation ain't working. We're gonna figure it out when we get there, and it created the most beautiful childhood that I could ask for amongst my cousins and all of these hilarious memories and just being having a real childhood, you know, not having to grow up so fast. And but nonetheless, like just how she's always been able to bounce back. Now she's older now, so it is more challenging and it does take more effort. I can see that now with her being older, but it taught me something like, man, you literally had to help maybe two out of three of us with homework because we were having a hard time. You were having to like check our work because we were having a hard time. You were having to teach one of us multiplication while the other one had was in a whole different like she and then still cook like she was getting it, man. Like it's crazy looking back at it. Like I swear I'd be thinking like mama how to and she even be looking like I don't know. <laughs> like I just did it. Like she was just in that zone and she just did it, bro. Like so it's just learning how to like bounce back and 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 really adjust through whatever's thrown her way is is dope especially her coming from kentucky and it's a little slower than it was in indiana and moving there and the pacing was different and her to be kind of ahead of the curve versus other family that's from kentucky or siblings and stuff i learned a lot from that man so man shouts out to my mom man nice shout out to your mom shout out to my mom yeah all of the great moms, all of the moms trying to do better. Everybody that want to send a shout out to their moms, say, send us your mom stories. We'll read them maybe next month. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to my beautiful wife. <laughs> baby, dope, if you ever man. listening, your great yeah, mother. I love you. The, yeah, the mother. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. News relevant events and thoughts, Mo, man. Before we get into our t- topic of the week, which is content consumption and distribution and how it affects you, I wanted to hit on some headlines, some stuff that I've seen that maybe sparks your interest how long we talk about it will gauge how much it sparks your interest <laughs> first and foremost man um this is in a podcast space i know you don't consume a lot of content mm-hmm. but you're familiar with joe buttons you're familiar yeah. with gilly from millions dollars worth the game yeah. in that podcast now joe on his intro maybe three four shows ago mm-hmm. he said some <laughs> inflammatory things about you one being he was talking about the little bitty window <laughs> in his bedroom uh he was talking about i know they really like that right he's like i know y'all niggas saying this that and the third but i can tell just from the surroundings i'm paraphrasing here yeah i can tell from you niggas surroundings y'all not getting it like and that was in response to Charlemagne saying that he thinks that Gilly and Wallow are making the most as podcasters. I think he quoted it around $200 million. Something of that nature. Oh. Yeah. So Joe's next show after that happened, after Charlemagne said that, he was like, bruh, all Joe is really saying, and I guess, of course, <laughs> I'm a Joe apologist. It's my guy. All Joe was really saying is like, bruh, I see the setup over there. I'm looking at you niggas backgrounds and shit like that. That ain't no $200 million like 
mm-hmm. set up and all y'all shit y'all got that ain't that ain't saying 200 million to me mm. you know what i'm saying that's all joe was saying okay yilly took offense to that they've been going back and forth uh and of course i think he called joe a crackhead joe said come on bro like this ain't rap you can't talk about failed careers like you don't really want to get into this podcast shit because i'll body you my nigga like i'm really that okay. that's what joe was telling him yeah i just got a question for you is this interesting or is this kind of petty in the podcast space should they leave that in the rap world as a podcaster as someone who enjoys content how do you digest this so, you it's... just got through beefing with warren monster yeah, no. yeah, that was that was about a couple years ago now. I think low key. No, no, they just they was just at it. What was yeah, again? Went out of the loop. Yeah, they just wouldn't. They was just going at it maybe the last couple weeks. For what? I thought they uh, were good. No, no, no. Uh, what happened? They had the bygones. Talking, I tell you. No, no, something happened. You talking, I tell you what happened. Dang, that's crazy again. I, yeah, you got to give me the foundation of that. Book. Oh, uh, Joe, Joe is doing one of his little lead in his rants. And uh, <laughs> God damn, what happened, man? Was it was talking. something about it, it was similar to the Gilly shit. You subbing because he, he was subbing. like, yeah, he was like, y'all niggas still over there holding microphones. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Warren, <laughs> they doing the joints. Oh, like, don't yeah. do that, man! Come on. When something <laughs> happened, like it was, it was a whole like back and forth, man. I can't remember how it started between them, but yeah, the Joe. Rants. This was. This was in the last three weeks, though. Yeah, this was in the last three to two weeks. And they had a whole... Um, oh, Joe said they were bare minimum niggas. They show up and do the bare minimum. Like, y'all niggas don't really... Y'all ain't really about this life. Y'all bare minimum niggas. This, that, and the third. It was a similar rant he did with Wallow. Okay. And they went and got... They went and did a skit. <laughs> doing the bare minimum. Got bare minimum t-shirts made. Because uh-huh. they leaned into it. Yeah. All right. They I like that, though. They shit. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, don't be, and get, then, your, get your bias out the window. Come on. Be, and be then fair. this past week, it was Gilly and Joe, another one of the Joe like lead ins, yeah. and he was talking about the little bitty windows. And Gilly yeah. picked up and he was talking about him. And, okay. and Gilly was like, nah, I really do this, that, and the third. And he was like, nigga, you ain't getting no ad money. And Joe was like, nigga, you selling your ass for ads? Like, come on, bro. Like, I'm getting like. Wow. So, my question and the reason that we're talking yeah. about this, of course, because we do podcasts, we're in the yeah. space, we're black men, we want to talk about. You know, just the interactions between the two. As I'm filling you in on this, Mo, how do you feel about it? Uh, it's so hard, bro. It's so hard because we here for oh, black. Oh, Jesus. Hey, yo. God, man. No homo. I just had to Cam say Cam was that. just in this, too. Yeah, Cam and Joe was just beefing, too. If you yeah, okay. That. Did I, you miss that? You seen that? Okay. You said they squashed Nori. it, though, or something. No, they didn't squash it. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. Get a little more Cam context. Called, with that. Uh, so Nori and Joe was sitting there talking, and Nori, <laughs> as Nori does, probably drunk, laughing, joking. He's like, "Man, these niggas, these rap niggas, trying this podcast shit, man, but they can't fuck with me and you, Joe. Like these niggas, I see them trying to do sports shows and all of this bullshit, and then a month later, I don't hear from them no more. They ain't around no more. Mm-hmm. And Cameron took offense to that. Cameron was like, "Well." Nigga, I'm the only nigga you know that rapped in your era does a sports show. So if you want to put a name on it, nigga, say my name. Is what he told Nora. Like, if you talking about me, say me. Yeah. Uh, he was like, but yeah, that's all funny games. Ha ha he he. But to that crackhead nigga next to you, he was trying to gas <laughs> it up. <laughs> and, and, and and then Joe again, like my nigga, similar to the. Uh, Gilly shit like this ain't rap my nigga like I didn't I'm up now 
Y'all niggas are beneath me is essentially what Joe told Kim. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm Jay Z. You don't want to do this. Yeah, like I'm the nigga in this lane. Like y'all niggas and all that little rap funny shit. Ha ha, it was cool in the 90s. It's not yeah. cool no more. The rabbit got the gun, nigga. It's essentially what Joe told me. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Say whatever you want. Yeah, I'm, I'm the captain now. Hey, boy. And he's uh, right. He is. No, no. Hey, look, I, you ain't going to never hear me say he ain't the top dude until he ain't the top dude when it comes to this space of podcasting. It's uh, so it's so difficult of a challenge to because on one side of it, it's like, man, I'm here for black men unification. Uh, I'm here for uh, black creators and podcasting like, yo, do we have to do this in our space? You know what I mean? I mean, I get it like they know black people. This is what we kind of do in the hip hop urban culture, if you may, that they'll call it. So on one side of me, it's like, I don't want us moving like this because we are creating a new profession for in our in our community. And we're inviting more up. But it's like soon as we get up and then the next ones get up, we start to look down and start laughing like, ha ha, you can't. You ain't this. You ain't that. And I'm about, it's, I, I don't like that part of it. The other side of me, I really like this because I'm like, I'm, I'm always here for the underdog thing. I kind of have an underdog mentality. So. I like the idea of like, oh, okay, yeah. While, while y'all was getting it, getting that off in the, in the rap world, I was I was playing, I was doing a Hot ninety seven radio joint. I was I was figuring out this thing while I was doing the Joe Budden TV while y'all was, yeah, like you know what I mean. So I, I like the idea of yeah, okay, yeah, y'all y'all ain't really. I, I like that fly braggadocio, especially if it's like I'm not really even going at your personnel. I'm just saying like, yo, you ain't really fly like this. Your windows you are small. Me, like your yeah, couch, yeah, what yeah, I mean, what's the me. what kind of mic I, I you got? I see you, nigga. You ain't me, right? Like I like that type yeah. of fly talk. I don't care for like the crackhead and this. It's like ah, you, you ain't you. You really not on my level because now you don't have nothing to say. It's like I whoop you though. It's that classic like ah, you you, you you weak. You know what I mean? Like, but so I'm somewhere in the middle. But if I had to pick a side, I'm more so like I don't like it from a mm. from the from the group from a group standpoint because I'm like bro. Every time we get successful when we do things, we kind of get in this divisive space and it's unnecessary. We don't do this with other races. Now, other races don't really do this. They might see one or two, but it's not going to be the top dogs. Like, you're not going to get no Joe Rogan going here, like, oh, Joe Rogan versus uh, the Post or versus the. Mark Marin, Bill Simmons. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know the guy. So it's like, it's like we're not doing this, bro. And if we do, we're going to do it quiet. Even if they beef, now I'm, I'm throw throw the throw the the note back to you but even if they did the beef and they kept it sub all the way through i would be even be here for that let the fans be like oh he's talking about gilly or oh oh they're talking i like let the fans do it but please don't go there and be like oh get real brag uh bravado and hip-hoppy like please don't do that i i don't really like it if i gotta lean on the side but what about you uh it's entertaining as a fan mm-hmm. i appreciate it as a fan, I'm like, okay, I like this. Yeah. Makes me want to tune in. Makes me, oh, I can't wait to hear what mm-hmm. Joe got to say next Wednesday. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It moves the needle. So I get it from that sense. It's the people going. It's the people going. It's provocative. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, like you just said, being older, knowing more business, like, is it needed? Like, does it have to appear that there's this fight for? Just one number one spot in our lane as well. Well, it, it ain't Joe, it's me, and it ain't me, it's him. Like mm-hmm. you said, 
there's a Bill Simmons, there's a Joe Rogan, there's a Mark Marin, there's a whatever other podcast that you have mm-hmm. in other spaces, and they don't have to go back and forth with each other to compete for just one spot. It's like there's enough room for all of us to eat. Somehow, when we're talking about hip hop podcasts, and maybe because all these niggas feel like they rapped before or whatever yeah. it may be that they have that similarity that oh it's only enough spots for me and nori and if it ain't me and nori then a nigga had to knock us off the spot and then it's them two like nah like there's enough room for plenty of people to be able to make money in this space mm-hmm. um as you grow older as you continue to what i talked about the relationships of when you asked me what i would do with the podcast money Joe Button, Wallow, Nori, and Gilly are a way more powerful force together than they are apart. Yeah. And it may not be as entertaining to us, the black uh, audience out here, yeah, the black audience out here, though that may not be as entertaining, I think it will be a lot more fruitful to the people. Yeah. I'm not and and I'm not sure if they don't do that. I don't know if this is just all for play play and, yeah, and you know yeah. they cool behind the scenes and they are saying, Hey, well, Spotify offered me this, you should be going in there trying to get this, and mm-hmm. Apple gave me this, you should be going in there trying to get this, because that's the way that people are gonna be most effective in our spaces. Those four niggas, including Charlemagne, collaborating, putting their heads together and being like, Look, you getting this and I'm getting that. We're drawing this much audience in. This is the leverage that we had. This is what we should be asking for. And Joe talked about that in his podcast. We walking in those buildings, having these conversations with these people that we need to be having conversations with. All of us need to be on a similar page into what the request is. Yeah. That way it's validated. That way mm-hmm. I ain't. they can't paint me as crazy when I'm going in here asking for this. Because mm-hmm. Nori came in and asked for this. Mm-hmm. Well, Gilly came in here and settled for this. That's the, the downside to it. Like I said, like if I'm being like a macro person and taking a look at it from an economic standpoint with that, it's way more effective and what niggas, what we need to understand even outside of that space, it's more effective for us to communicate and understand, hey, I don't care what you making, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Just give me the idea of what I should be asking for. Because just because you making that don't mean I can't go in there and get it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thought process that I would love to see more. Like if they have to do this to move the media and sell records or podcast views, that's cool. I don't mind because I enjoy it. I like it. But I really do hope behind the scenes that yeah. there's a collaborative effort to be like, all right, I'm getting this. I got a pretty good deal. What was your deal? Okay, that's dope too. All right, then when you go in there, my nigga, you should ask for this. Yeah. That's how we continue to progress as a culture and be able to get what we deserve yeah. and not let them lowball us. Like Joe can't go in there and be like, well, shit, I got 30 million from Spotify and then Gillian Waller went in there and be like, shit, I got 800,000. Mm-hmm. That's just as much as on Joe as it is them. Because you ought to be communicating with them about that. You got to drive the price of the market up. That way more people can eat. Yeah. And if you're gonna be if you're gonna do the beef, do it NBA style. Like let's let's find a way like when the NBA players they retire and they kind of talk about like yo, like Kevin Garnett might talk about like yo, one of the artists people like that I had to guard or whatever was Tim Duncan or whatever, like talk about me. You know, even if you was like, man, I was coming at that nigga every week. Do it in the sport. Don't do it in such a hip hop raw personal way. I feel like if we're gonna do it like that, like we're almost creating podcasts like it's a league. I'm cool with that. If we're gonna do this thing, do it like a league style, but let's not make it personal and and take it there. Like I'm with you. Let's let's group effort it. 
but let's not take it make take it to a personal place to calling people crackheads or calling them like we ain't we not doing that like what we are doing is saying yeah, disrespect yeah get yeah get get your yeah yo get your mics up bro nah nah get your mix up get your what's 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 the get your ambiance up what are, what are women at bro we your women podcast like take it there <laughs> with it like do that Wait, look at y'all jerseys bro look at what y'all wearing like not i just i don't know I, I hate when people get extra bravado it's just unnecessary so but nonetheless right. i i agree with you bro okay i've been waiting to talk about this one with you mo this should be interesting here you have children i don't this is a school related incident there's a school in nashville antioch antioch high school it's made national news this teacher takes the student's phone and he took the phone I guess he had it out in class after he instructed her not to have it out in class so he took it and she said give me my phone he said no starts to walk out of the classroom with the phone she has pepper spray she says give me my phone back teacher says no she hits the teacher with the pepper spray Give me my phone. <laughs> He's choking off the pepper spray, all of this, that, and the third. So that was her action that she took for the teacher taking her phone. This same teacher has been removed from the school and has to teach remote for the rest of the year. He was interviewed by the news in Nashville, Mo. He said that the problem is that there's not enough funding and staff for the teachers have adequate protection against the students he said just this year he has tried to confiscate an ipad from a student that was issued by the school the student hit him in his mouth he said he's been spit on he said people have flicked his ear they've stabbed him with pencils all because he's just trying to do his job. So he's suing Metro Nashville Public School System because they can't provide him the safety he needs to do his job. But all of that information, having a daughter in school, buying stuff for your daughter, I'm really interested to know where you stand as a parent on the teachers being protected from your children, your students. I almost want you to go first, bro, because I feel rent coming. I really, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep cool there. Go ahead and rent, because I, I may, we may have different thought processes on this. Bro, look, I worked at the school system. Okay. I was an assistant teacher. I did it for what grade? Middle school. Okay. Yeah, this is gonna take a minute. We might not reach some other topics here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. The the when I came, I came at the end of the school year for the school year prior. So I, I did like the third uh middle third semester, fourth semester. Cool. I dealt with certain kind of students that had learning disadvantages. Wasn't nothing wrong with them. They just were staying off task. And some of them may have slight behavior things, but it really wasn't no issue. Next year I come back, same situation. They give me another set of students. I had one student in particular, his name would not be said on the podcast. And he was a sixth grader. This kid was so obnoxious, bro. Give me some. Give me an idea of what he did. What was the he, obnoxious shit? Okay, 
he was a kid that we grew up we grew up in where we had a kid in class he's like bro this kid too hyper they doing like sexual stuff they're doing sixth grade you said sixth grade like because he's so he's, he's already he's black he's already advanced for his age he know way too much he shouldn't know already and i'm not even talking about the today's standards you're doing stuff you're threatening you're fake about to punch people like he was just he was way out of pocket i'm trying to be I, anyway i i won't take all day on that another student that i had no 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 no, no. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 this little kid that was irritating and frustrating you you were trying to be what nice to him no no to, like, I, I was stern but i was I was I was me. I was cool. Like I was just like. Did right, y'all bro. have an altercation? Like did something happen? No, 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 no altercations. Nothing became. He respect alter- you. More I don't so think. Than he I don't think everybody he, else we acted out against. No, I don't think he. I think that he may. I may have had a. I mean, and I mean a smidget of an edge over any other teacher. Just a smidget. But Why? he didn't. Re- he didn't respect nobody. Why did you have a smidgen of an edge? Just because I. I could work out, try to work out deals to get production out of him. Like we, I take you were to, more understanding. I try, I tried to be because that was my. Tried job. to be more understanding. Like the rest of the teachers, did they look like you? Oh yeah, it was it was a mixture. That that school was. It, I mean, it, 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 the kids were predominantly black. So in how many and, brothers was it like you, Darvas? Your age, your like <sighs> niggas that wasn't far removed that could try to nah, extend. It was, understanding it was another black kid. guy. Was he he your was, age? He probably was your age. So he probably about 40. So he wasn't too much older. He removed because so, I ain't trying to hear nothing them little niggas say. Okay. Well, he wasn't we, like you. He wasn't trying to be understand. Okay. okay. Well, okay. But it's different. You, you're only, you're only, you're only that max because of not having a child. If you had one, it would take a little bit of it off. You still would be like, nah. Facts. But it'd be like, okay, let me try. All right. Anyway. Okay. That's fine. Um, that's the only reason for me because I don't had I never had tolerance with kids like that. I had my own. Um, so one scenario with this kid, him and this other kid, they get to fight and I break it up. I like it was an early day because I, I was like, nah, I ain't doing this today. First, second period, I'm walking both of them down to the office and y'all parent come to get y'all. I'm about to get y'all in pocket. Y'all out of pocket. Let's do this. I take them down there. There's a black man there. He's like, all right, call your parents. Dude comes the kid with me disrespecting him. He's like, hold up now, wait a minute. Who are you? Like, you coming down here disrespecting me? I ain't I ain't get myself put here. So they both call their parents. I'm sitting there thinking, cool, hands washed. All right, I talked y'all something. Y'all out of pocket today. Y'all parents gonna come, they're gonna get on y'all because they had to leave work to come get you. Man, I get to seventh period. I see both the students in the classroom. I'm I said, what are y'all doing? It's like, oh, they told us to go back to class. So my authority means nothing. So if you're out of pocket and I take you to the office and that's you the protocol. A, you had them for two periods? Yeah. But they they were they got into a fight. They got into a scuffle. Okay, so if they got into a scuffle when they was in the seventh period together and like they weren't causing any ruckus then, what was the problem? What, what was the problem with? No, they the scuffle was the like late, later during on, second period. Second period, no. By the time it was the, later, the seventh period, later, they, yeah, later when they went in your class and you seen them, what was the problem then? It wasn't a problem. The problem them? was you just thought that they were going. Like there, I mean, you got to remember, bro. Every day I am 
showing so much grace as far as all right you getting into my problem that i got with this dude my problem is not okay go, okay let me just sum no, it up go ahead no I'm, let, I'm me, just, let me just go 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 so i said that to say the problem for me overall with this whole situation is it's you guys leave the teachers unprotected we have no we have no authority we have no authority and when you don't have authority they have no fear and if there's no fear there won't be no respect so you can't tell nobody I can take your phone I can take your iPad I can't teach you nothing Because now I get hit I get this I get that Because of these things I'm not I'm not mad And I say I say get get the bag bro Get the bag mm-hmm. I don't think he gonna get it But I say go for it If you feel the need Because I'll come back Go ahead bro I'll come back. No, no, no. Because there's so cheat. much, bro. I don't want to be you talking forever. Try to cheat, talking about I'll come back. How about uh, oh, this? This is this is disgusting to me. Okay, here we uh, go. The thing, yeah, the thing. Motherfuckers that listen to this show know how I feel about authority. Uh, bro, this is my child's phone. I don't have children. Of course, we know this. You can't take my child's phone. You can't have it out. Okay, then put me out. That's what your authority. That's where your authority starts and stops at. I don't have anything to do with the administration and, oh, I don't feel effective because they're going to be in class just the next period. Or if I put them out, then they like, bro, I don't got nothing to do with that. But if you call me and you tell me, hey, I tried to take your child's phone and they pepper sprayed me, that's on you. But what are like, the don't, rules? Don't try to rules? take my child's phone. Well, if that, is that a rule, though? If it's the rule, say, hey, phones will be it's confiscated. Cool. If you can't enforce the rules, that's on you. That ain't on my child. And that's how I'm looking at it, bro. And okay. I feel like this dude is a weak. This is weak. You come out and you say, oh, well, the school system, man, they can't afford this, that, and the third. So this is the reason that I had these problems. So in turn, I want to sue the school system. Bro, what are you teaching for? Like you came and you pointed out the pain points of what was going on. And now to double down, since you had a bad experience, oh, I want to sue them to make them even more cash strapped. Hey. A bro, A. I don't care. Like, and that goes to my second point. I've been in school, bro. I've been a kid in high school. You know who the t- who the kids pick on? The the assholes, the teachers that ain't shit. The teachers that try to flex their muscle and have this false bravado that ain't really necessary. All you here to do is teach my child, bro. You're not an authority figure, and that was one of the problems. Now that I'm older, looking back, like I looked at teachers as authority figures, and they held me back. Who gives a fuck what these people do? Like, this is just a profession that y'all chose. You can't take my phone. This is my property, bro. Put me out if you want to put me out. And that's that's how right. I look at it. <laughs> bro. Go ahead. Okay. You you're sitting here saying, oh, it's one, it's this is weak. If I'm trying to be first it's weak off. because he tried to point out that the school system was poor and to double down and say, well, because I had a bad experience, I'm going to sue a poor school system. You don't give a fuck about kids, bro. 
And who, that's who, the reason if that, I've been stabbed. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my point. Okay. That's the reason that you had the bad experience. That's the reason that you get spit on. That's the reason that when you take somebody's phone or you take somebody's iPad, that you get pepper sprayed and punched in the face because you don't give a fuck about these kids. You shouldn't be here doing this anyway. If you did give a fuck about these kids, you would figure out how to relate with them where you wouldn't have these experiences. I have friends that are teachers, bro. They take phones. They take iPads. But you know what they don't do? Try to embarrass you try to make themselves look like the authority figure oh i'm gonna make you look like this in front of the class and take your phone that's how you get hit in the mouth that's how you get pepper sprayed that's not your job you don't even get paid enough to do that so don't come talking to me about the bad experiences that you've had because you're trying to be a fucking police officer teach the class if somebody's stopping you from teaching the class then put them out you don't Ooh. take phones you don't try to be no authority figure bro you're there to teach the people a, a teacher is an authority figure, bro. What are you talking nah, about? No, you're not. No, you're and, not. And, you're and bro, look, when the last time you've been around random kids? Like, when the last time you, you had wait, 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 to be wait, stop at that kids? though. You, a teacher is not an authority figure. They are. You authority provide figure. me with In information. School. Why? This is my classroom. My rules, like the rules, I, that is how it's that's set up. Some, the student that is some slave. No, no that's I'm not a born to work a nine to five type shit. What are we doing? That now? is not like what, what are we all you're doing. All you're doing is giving me information. That doesn't make you an authority figure. That makes you a little bit smarter than me, and I should be as smart as you when I get out of here. We're not equals. Says who? What do you? It's, why, it's why are adult, you adult to child? Like, what are you talking about? Okay, well, adult to child. Then okay, yeah, that's great. But it's like it, it works. But not as teacher to to pupil. Like if I'm teaching you, okay, but it make if, you less than me. Okay, but in this situation, you, this is school. You're a child. Okay. Middle school, right. high, you're a, you're a child. You're not even adult. Right. I am an so adult. The very basis is if I'm an adult, I should be able to get a child to listen to what I say. No, I'm not and saying if I you can't should be able do to that. To, I but I'm saying if there is these rules that are set in yeah. place. See, your problem is Spike. You want to always say no. It has to be the way I want it to be. If this is fair to me, this is how it should be. No, if there's something established and you don't like it, you got to go around it and find somewhere else that you do like that lines up to what you think it should be. But if this is how it is, you niggas don't come in here pepper spraying me, bro. And it ain't always that. Sometimes it's the soft teachers that get picked on because you so soft. So you because you so sensitive. It ain't, ain't a profession for Okay, me. but you said, oh, it's the assholes. It's the. It's not always them. Sometimes it's the gentle teacher. Sometimes it's just, or you, bro. When the last time have you had to be around like kids, like outside of family or friends, kids you had no idea who these kids, you had to really be around them for hours? Have you been around this generation, bro? I didn't sign up to be a teacher because okay, I don't want to be up around. Okay, around, so. okay, but you don't know what it's like out there. That's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. It's rough out there, dude. Like, I've, I'm telling you, brothers, oh, and I, I hadn't even got to the high school level. Like I was dealing with, bro. Like these kids are wild now, dude. Like it's it's another level. So it's like I get what you're saying, sure. Oh, be stronger, this and that. But bro, it's not. We not in the same time where you nah, you might bro. do a little this and do a little that. Now these kids are extreme. Like they straight up be ready to fight teachers now. Like they're trying to like murder and hurt. Like they these some of these kids is going there now, bro. Like I don't think I I think that you you just come in with this. That that bias, and I think you got to take that out the picture. Like you have to with a authority of authority. Okay. Like if, if you come in there and say, okay, let me take how I feel about authority out the picture, and let's just say, let me look at the whole scale. Right. I can see some reasons on the student end. 
Mm-hmm. I can see some on that end. Is the okay. school the people to sue? Maybe not. Maybe that's not the place to go with it. But something maybe it's to get the attention to say something needs to be done because we're not protected. I talked to my wife the other day and I said, you know what I'm thankful for? There's so many people Who's that do job. Huh? Who's not protected? The teacher. Well, yeah, like we don't have like think about this. If you doing the right thing, but enough students lie and say you did the wrong thing. Where, where's your where's your help? Where's your witness? Who's going to protect you and say, no, nah. that's my that's part of the point that I'm making. In your experience, bro, you've been a teenager, bro. Okay. Like, how often do teenagers? <laughs> and I know that this does happen, so it's gonna sound crazy saying this, but bro, if you're doing your job and you're not overbearing and you're not trying to be this asshole, you're not trying to be this authority figure. If you're trying to relate to these kids, like, why would they group up and lie about you? What, what are you? What are you yeah, like, why would they group up? Like, you're saying. Oh, if I'm doing everything and they could all get together and lie, why would they do that? Because kids are followers. That's what they do. Come on. My point. Because that's a part of it, too. You know that. Kids are followers, yes. What I'm saying is usually when you get a bad reaction with kids, is they picking up negative shit from you. If you're not going in there trying to be this almighty figure, this authority figure that feels like I can do whatever and I can say whatever because like what you said there, there's a dynamic here I'm an adult and you're a kid right like you're saying that okay that, that's a fine dynamic but still you're not looking at them as people who can make decisions and who have feelings and what I say to that is if I'm sitting in the classroom and I, I had a conversation with a teacher about this and I was like I said bro he was a coach in the Houston and I said, if this happens in your class, how do you avoid getting pepper sprayed? He's like, well, bro, I'm not going to make it a big deal. I'm going to let the class know in the beginning, hey, your phone can't be out. Now, if I see you pull your phone out, I'm going to call you up. Or I'm going to walk over to you. And I'm going to tell you, look, you got two choices. You can give me the phone now. I get back to you in the end of the class. Or you can make a big deal about it. I call the administrator and your mom can go get the phone. What do you want to do? I'm treating you as a person. I'm treating you like someone who also has some agency. I'm not acting like a fucking police officer. I'm not acting like some end all be all and being like, oh, you got a phone out? Bring it up here. Oh, you won't be getting this back. That's bullshit, bro. Like a lot of people take teaching jobs for the wrong reasons just so they can tell motherfuckers what to do. I wish I had this experience and this knowledge when I was in school because a lot of teachers got over on me with this bullshit. All you here to do is teach me, bro. If you don't like something that I'm doing and you don't like something the way it's going, then put me out. See, you don't get to demonstrate some demeanor over me where like you a boss or you an authority figure because you're not. You make forty to fifty thousand dollars a year. You signed up for this job to teach kids, bro. If you don't like it, then don't do something else. Don't be in here flexing your muscle on kids, though. But you don't that know ain't, the full that, con- That's not flexing. Your- See, you know what you bro, sound like. The Spike. full context of it is. You took this job. You went to school for it. You got a degree for it. You should know how to teach kids. You should know how to relate to them. So if you're coming and telling me that I've been crying this and a kid spit on me, a kid stabbed me, a kid sprayed me with mace, you know what I'm going to do? I'm like, well, bro, you're doing something wrong because it's a lot of teachers out there every day to go through this. And yes, some of them have bad experiences, but they ain't going through the bullshit that you went through. And that's on you. 
You can't put that on kids, bro. You're there to teach them. That's how I feel about it. It's like, you know, I hear what you're saying, but what you sound like is the woman that as soon as they hear the word submissive, like there's this thing that women do when they hear uh, submit to your husband or submit to your man they immediately I ain't about to be no slave I ain't about to do what he says oh, I, who he think he is whoa 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 because I said submit you took what it am like I'm doing I mean, that to the word authority yes oh God. who are you telling me this is my classroom yes he could approach it I don't know his approach your approach absolutely works yes Hey, you got a couple of options, but sometimes, Lou, two plus two ain't four. Like I think all the that, time, two plus two is four, bro. And that's the problem. Meta- we have no, 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 no. But metaphor, no, 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 no. Gray areas when it no, ain't no gray no, area. Two no, plus two is four. Spike, because you you think everything's supposed to because these. Let me take two two plus two out the way. You think if this happens and this happens, this is going to be the outcome. And life don't always work that way, bro. Sometimes You're you right. play. Sometimes you put in a situation like, bro, I did everything right. I did the math. I did this. I did this. How did this still happen? It happens that way, bro. Sometimes it's like that. So it's like you're saying if he had did this, it would have. No, it does not always happen that way. I think if you take that mindset, is it always it, bro? I used to be that way. I don't understand why this happened. I did this. I did this. I took the steps. I didn't offend nobody. I didn't do this, and it still it doesn't matter. So I'm saying, yeah, there's got to be something there. I'm not. I, if you, these situations keep happening, we got to have some questions. But I also think we got to start looking at what are the systems we have in place for these things because we it's. These these bro teachers have such a hard time. They're literally a big part of the future of society. We as much as we want to say whatever about him, we ain't watching our kids as much as they watching them. So we need to make sure they're comfortable too. We need to protect them too. They don't get paid enough, but they still come and they do the job anyway because they have a passion for it. They're not there for the bag at all. So I still think as much as you say, hey, maybe you could approach it different. Maybe is there's some context missing there, but I still think that yes in this classroom how it's set up you are the student i am the teacher i'm not your father no i'm not going to try to be your father i'm not going to try to be your mother however i am the teacher i am the authority of this classroom and oh you see that sign it says mr walsh when you come in here you respect me i'll respect you this is my rules this is the conduct root uh the here's the, the 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 rubik or whatever that they give you and understand what's going on like i don't it ain't always soon as they hit the authority like oh who you is talking it ain't always that kids are just rebellious and they're even more rebellious now because they think everybody's watching they think everybody's watching this is an instagram moment that's fair you're right and i'm not disagreeing with you in any of that but there's a time that comes at the point and in this specific when we're talking about authority right here and even beyond this and the reason that i feel the way i feel about it you have a time when you're able to continue to uh assert your authority or you can try to search for understanding all right okay so in this situation i'm not even talking like i ain't even gonna go to police and other authority figures and bosses at workplaces i ain't even gonna go there i'm gonna be specific with this one okay and i'm talking about the authority with a teacher and a student you're right. You're in classroom, the rule set, the things that have to be done if we're going to be able to conduct class and have a correct environment for learning. Right? That's I agree with you 100 percent there. 
if if you break that agreement as a student and I feel like that I can't do my job as a teacher my next move in my opinion shouldn't be okay well I'm gonna double down on my authority that's what I mean when I say your job is not to be an authority figure your job is to teach me what's the double down my double down on your job is not an authority figure so if I have a phone if I excuse me if I have a sign here and it says no phones or if I told you right before this says no phones and you pull out your phone hey hey Mo got your phone out go ahead and hit the world big dog I'm not going to take it from you I don't, I don't I don't care what you do with your phone once you walk out the seal of my door it doesn't matter to me because I've already asserted asserted my authority which was here are the rules of my classroom don't have your phone out alright we cool everybody got that we're going to go over this at the beginning alright you took your phone out there's no more negotiation I don't have to take your phone because I don't care I don't have to take your phone for you to understand that I'm an authority figure and that's what it looks like is happening when these uh, teachers are trying to take phones from students it's not your job to take their phone you've already set your position as the authority get out of my class go to the administrator go home I don't give a fuck where you go but my job is to teach the people here that want to learn if you're obstructing that then leave and I will introduce you to the door it ain't got to be nothing more than that but when we get to a point where oh you're not doing what I say so I want to take your phone and I want to embarrass you and you ask for the phone back and I'm going to have the like no bro I'm not doing any of that because that's not the mission the mission is teaching the kids if there's a kid there that don't want other kids to be taught, then get the fuck out. I ain't got the, I don't have anything to do with that. I ain't got nothing to do with your mama coming up here. I ain't got nothing to do with any of that. I set the rules. These are the rules. You didn't follow them. I'm going to make the next move as an authority figure and tell you to leave. I'm not going in this back and forth with a child. I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. I'm, I'm a teacher. I went through however many years to get my degree and certifications in doing this my job is to not go back and forth with you about some shit that I feel differently about than you do. you're a fucking child you don't want to put your phone up great go to the office and tell them about it does that make sense it makes sense I just that's all I'm saying I, I, I hear you and I'm not I think if, I'm if not putting on the show with no child bro because like you said everybody is watching no, the get the not, fuck out of my face get away from me Right. Show, shows I'm not needed. putting on a show with a child, bro. And 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 we still got to understand. It, <laughs> still, it, we got to understand too. It's like he, he we got to remember too. He could have been doing right, and that could be like maybe it's higher up. Maybe it's like okay, well the school needs to set it up. Like yeah, that's phones, what my homeboy told me. He did say phone, that because because you can't just nowadays you like I know when I was in high school and sorry to cut you off when I was yeah. in high school they would just put you out of class, go sit in the hallway. You make it until you're disrupting, you just go sit in the hallway. But the problem was, mm -hmm. kids wanted to do that too much. Yep. I, I know if I do this, I can get put out. Yep. I'm going to get put out. My homeboy going to get Hang put out. out. We all just going to be on the hallway and we're going to be chilling because all of us got put out of class. Yep. Okay. Like you said, that's an administrative thing. Yeah. And that's, and that's teacher, the. Man, like, I can't. And that's part of the problem why teachers are saying they, they, they make too little money and trying to fight too many fucking battles. It's that's the school it system's problem, it, it bro. Is the, it is the school they system. They can't fire. If I'm not mistaken, those teachers are under contract. You can't just fire a teacher for right. putting the kid out of class. There's, there's shit that you got to follow. Right. 
as far as being an administrator and letting people go. So if I'm sending too many people to the office, I don't think that they can fire you for that. Right. But but here's if a, I'm a teacher, my defense in it is, look, bro, y'all need to get a system in place to deal with these unruly kids because I'm here to teach kids that well, want to learn that that that. And that and that's and that's because then I forgot who I was speaking to, but because if you're there's a thing about if you have too many kids failing. Right. Yeah. Then you get a, you get a, see. Like so then the job. Right. You're right. So then it, it so it puts you at such an unease about how to approach this. You know what I mean? You you can't basically like I can't let you. I I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not about to be no weak adult here by letting you get over. But I ain't about to do the most neither. I just think the the structure needs to change and and because we're still using the old school structure in a new in this this generation. And I think that we need to find ways to to do that you know what i mean maybe if we come in class all the kids instead of the little calculator thing on the wall everybody got a phone put your phone there when you leave class grab your phone right out the what's name like if, if that's what gotta do so it's like ain't nobody in here like oh you took their phone and take mine look everybody come in just like a concert some of y'all have been to concerts don't you put your phone on the look your number's 10 drop the phone in there so we can get work done you want to you know if you need it for whatever you can go out out in the hall put your phone in the calculator or like you said send them out but that day when I sent them kids and they sent them back after that, it's just like, I'm going to have to do this all over again tomorrow. And a teacher is going to get tired of having to send you out every day because every day you keep pulling out your iPhone. I keep telling you, all right, you can leave. You can leave. Darren, leave. Darren, leave. Oh, man, what's Mr. Hunter? I, I'm telling you, man, I ain't. We do this every day, bro. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Yeah. As Mr. Hunter, would you start to, when you went home, for the love of your profession, for the love of kids, whatever the fuck you got into teaching for, would you ever consider what do I need to do to impact this child beyond kicking them out of my class every day? If this happens every day and they clearly aren't getting it, and I'm clearly not doing something right. Is your thought process ever, okay, what's a corrective method to make this work versus I'm just gonna get up and do the same thing every day? He's not going to be responsive. I'm going to get irritated. I'm going to kick him out because he had his phone out. Does that yeah. fall on the teacher to do? Or is it? No, no, it does. That's a part of it. That's a part of it. That's all that, of that, it. That, yeah, that's a part of it. Because that's what I did with the, the young boy that I was working with. Like, that's definitely a part of it. It's like, all right, let's go back to the drawing board first. And then once you do that and you really talk and really try to figure out, oh, okay, this is what motivates. This is what keeps you in pocket where you need to be as a student. So we can you can flourish. And then sometimes even when you do that after the fact, it still go back to it. it's like, awesome. You really don't give a damn. Like you don't care for real. So it, it's a you have to do that as an educator. Absolutely, it ain't no just keep sending them out. You got to do that. But I do think I just, that there's a place I for feel both like this of those dude things. Lacks effort, man. I feel like this dude right here is lacking a little effort. I mean, but we don't have no context to I don't show. Have no context. We just we podcasting. We podcasting, <laughs> right? We doing. We, we create our own narrative. Okay. Yeah, from the sense of what I read on the article, I just feel like this dude don't got no effort, bro. Like if if teach if <laughs> if niggas didn't hit you in your mouth and you got pepper sprayed and stabbed, like you you you're doing something wrong. If I were his boss, I would. Oh, no. You tell me what them Tennessee like. people like. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't see my bro. <laughs> we had a teacher. <laughs> we had a teacher in the seventh grade. We had a teacher in the seventh grade. I'll never forget this nigga, Dr. Reynolds. This nigga had, bro, like, it would be eight o'clock in the morning, and he would have, like, puddles of sweat 
like the whole fucking shirt drenched. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we used to tear him up. Like niggas bought him deodorant. We put it on his desk. <laughs> <laughs> niggas bought him soap and shit sitting on his desk. Anyway, his arms didn't stink or nothing. Just sweat profusely. I, I, that's that's cool to me though. I, that's cool. But I say that though, just to say like kids are gonna be kids, bro. Yeah. He didn't let that to break him. From what I seen, the nigga that never start crying or no shit yeah. like that. Yeah. He ain't never lashed out against us, but bro, I say that to say like that's part of it, bro. If you don't sign up for the stuff the kids do, then don't be a teacher. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and so much I hear people talking about the woes, uh, the the woes the teach the teachers go through, and I I'm compassionate with it 100. I do think that they should make more money. I think the teachers do a great job in getting oh, kids yeah. prepared for what they should do. Yeah. But also too, like sometimes. That's just a part of the fucking job, bro. It is. If you're not good at your job as a teacher, what's happening to this dude at Antioch, it's going to happen to you. Motherfuckers are going to pepper spray you for taking their phone because you haven't made the connection with them that you need to make. And that's a part of your fucking job, bro. Like you were just talking about earlier, part of everything is, man, and I wish I had known this at 20 years old versus 40. Any career field, any career path that you take, not only is the job description a part of it, but figuring it the fuck out when you have problems. Mm-hmm. Being able to be like, oh shit, that didn't go like I was planning it to. Mm-hmm. How do I recourse? How do I redirect? Yeah. Same thing with teaching, bro. Like yeah. some kids are gonna let you take their phones. Yeah. Some kids are gonna be cool with it. Mm-hmm. Some kids are gonna fucking pepper spray you. But the answer <laughs> to it isn't <laughs> the answer to it, bro, isn't to, to sue the school system. That's what makes me question his marriage because you started this thing with saying, hey man, this is a strap. This is a strap system. They need cash already. So I had a bad experience. I'm gonna double down and make it even more strap for cash to sue him. Okay, so what 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 is the if I if I go through Zoom and I come back next year and they say, Hey, you know, man, get your bitch ass out of teaching, nigga. Go flip burgers. All right, or let, all right let, I'll take it from here, y'all. Don't worry about it. I got y'all. <laughs> Teachers, I, you I go got flip y'all. burgers nah. or work in a gas station or anything like that, nigga. But you not cut out to be a teacher. Okay, like people need to start having those. Re- he he needs to have I mean, a real conversation with him. If you if you've been stabbed, you've been tagged, man, bro. Nah, you've been stabbed, yeah. tagged. Pepper spray, nah, you built for this. Like, we, that ain't no, uh, this is the moment you, 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 they Forrest Gump, and you home, stop running bro. and turn around. Nah, you built for the this. Kids are in school and he's not. <laughs> they sent that nigga home. Like, bro, you know what? You just work remote for the rest of the year, bro. But, but, but see, but that's, but still, I think that is a conversation where I come back, when we come back next year and the students have moved, I think it's a conversation that I would be having because I had to have a conversation with, uh, who was my boss? I told I had clean walked out because I was like, hold on, y'all not gonna change my schedule and have me with the student all day. That's not what I agreed on, and that's not what I'm doing. You don't you don't walk in and say, Mr. Hunt, you're gonna be with this kid for the no, I'm not about to be with this kid for the whole day. That's not my job. And I already told y'all, I think that he needs more than what I can offer. And that's the facts. You know what I mean? It wasn't too long after that where black I ended up just leaving. Black kid, black kid yeah. He gave yeah, up I mean, on that little black boy, man. Hey, bro, I try. I promise you, I try. I hated it, too, because you know what I hated? You know what I hated the most? Now, if you was there, you would have been out way sooner. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Trust me. But you know what I hated the most when I left, bro, is I had other students. I had students that wasn't my student. You know, I used to be back in the day, you'd be in class, and there was, like, the teacher, teacher assistant. Like, you always seen them or her. You didn't know them. They weren't even necessarily there for you, but they were just cool. Sometimes they'll help you out when a teacher, whatever, you know, uh, 
I was like that for other kids, but some of them would just be like, Mr. Hunt, what's up, man? What you know? What's going on? What you you know? Man, you watch that game, and then this one kid was cool with somebody. Yeah, like I really had relationships with the other students, and you so it was one little nigga drive you out, one little demon drive you out of man. Them. You know the reality too, bro. Also, kick that little nigga in his forehead. Man, boy, like yo, uh, you ever want to hit him? Did you ever want to? Boy, you understand, dude? Like, allowed to push the little nigga nah, down, bro. Like, yeah, bro. I was like, when I started getting mad to that degree, I knew I said, okay. Like I, I want, no, I want to whoop his butt. Like I had my slacks on. I want to take my belt off. Could he, got, huh? could he have got you? What, what grade? Nah, was he was a sixth grader. Sixth grader. Nah. Now that was one boy. He was a sixth grader. He, he's about big. He was bigger than me, taller than me too. And he kind of looked like he wanted he to one day. Bad. Nah. Well, he. Yeah, he tried. He wanted to try. You he wasn't really bad. He just he had a little bit of a temper problem. Like what about the little bad nigga? Though? Could you have whooped him? Like he was a little nah, scrawny, behind, skinny boy. I would have caught that nigga behind the stairs, dude. And I would have taught him this. Nah, I, go, I can't, I can't, I can't I, you see, I would have been on the news. You've been, you would have been podcasting about me. See? See, you would have been. He would nobody would have knew. He would have. It would have been my nobody did. There's always somebody watching. You know that. It's not that generational boy. There's too many cameras, too many phones. Too much now, boy. You know, hey, you'll well, be on a little bad ass nigga like that, man. I smack the shit out of the back of his head, man. So but but it was it, it was hard though. Like every just day. A, and then even more than that, not we can move on, but even then the teachers, like I had to just shake their hand, the ones I was working with, and I knew I was impacting their class, like just doing little things. Mr. Hunt, can you just take these few? I'm helping them by taking these few that are challenged. It can help them really hit the 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 kids with that are into it. So I knew even if I had to suffer a little bit, like, oh man, they get on my nerves. I gotta even then I knew I was still helping. So it was it was really it was a hard thing to walk away. But uh I came to a realization that uh that's not my passion. Like I'm it's I, I have a love for kids, but it's not my passion to I'm I'm too handcuffed and shackled to work with them in this capacity. When I when I realized I didn't have no authority to for them to respect me, I knew I said I'll probably be better in a coaching space. If anything, or like a big brother space somewhere where it's like, okay, you don't want to do this. All right, then fine. All right, then I'm gonna take you on home. Then, like, if I don't have no authority, I won't. I would never sign up for doing anything with kids. Period. It's never gonna happen because without authority, you can't. You can't have. There's no way you're not gonna respect me when things go left. But you gotta establish your authority though with kids. Man. That's what I'm saying. But but establishing my authority and then having the reins of authority in the program is what I'm saying. Kick your little ass down. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the good. That's a great conversation. Ass, I'm glad you brought that. That that was really good. I think was, we both had some great points there. Y'all hit us up, man. Awitb2022 at gmail.com for some comments, man. Absolutely, man. To that teacher, Antioch, you a bitch ass nigga. All right, man. Moving on. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. This won't be. This probably won't be long. I think we may agree on this one, man. You familiar with QC, right? The record mm-hmm. label. Yeah. Their CEO, co-CEO, um, Coach K and P are the CEOs. Now, P, it came out just here recently that he helped the police in an investigation in 2010 about a guy who allegedly stole some drugs from him. He confronted the guy. The guy then pulled a gun out and shot his brother and killed him and almost killed P. P, in turn, helped the police identify who the guy was. Mm-hmm. Now, during this time, P was in the streets. He was a drug dealer. 
the story is it allegedly all this is alleged mm-hmm. the story is allegedly that the guy bought some drugs from peeing over paper he confronted the guy about the drugs when he confronted the guy about the drugs again he pulled the gun out shot his brother almost shot him the police asked Pete about it Pete told the police that that guy did it alright we up to speed good yeah. you understand that mm-hmm. Pete now CEO of QC Records just recently sold for over 200 million dollars sold the company to one of us and people were questioning him on the internet saying well is he a snitch or not because he was in the streets told on a nigga killed his brother and almost killed him mm-hmm. here we are 13 years later the paperwork is surfing saying that hey he helped the police and now people are trying to label him a snitch okay. he's responding and saying man y'all are brainwashed mm-hmm. y'all are taking this shit way too serious this street shit I don't want to be a street nigga I'm not a street nigga mm-hmm. I'm a CEO of a business that was decades ago yeah. I was doing what I needed to do to survive and if I had not had to be a part of that lifestyle, then I wouldn't have. So if a motherfucker asked me about who killed my brother, of course, I'm going to tell them. Now, I'm paraphrasing that, but that was the gist of what he was saying. Okay. My question to you, Mo, all of this, should he even be fucking concerned with what people are saying about that now? And did he do the right thing to address it? Nah. Snitch, so what? Well, <laughs> uh, first of all, it's not snitching. I want people to know. I don't, I don't really consider that snitching. I mean, if I, I, I think based on the, I'm. With, let me preface this: is not a street podcast because we're black, y'all. So let's get that out the window for those who just tuning in for the first time. It's not a street adjacent anything along those lines. All right. Uh, I think if we're going on based on the street code, if you had some interaction with another dude on the street and you were in the streets and it got it went left and some action popped off, then and you tell the feds who was behind it. I mean, that's that's how I've always understood it as snitching. But so what? But you're not a street person, admittedly, right? Yeah. I mean, this is based on what what I understand as a pedestrian, as a pedestrian, civilian, citizen. Yes. What you say different, or I mean, as far as do you think that you don't think that's snitching? I don't. Hmm. I thought you were going to say something else. Are you asking me more context? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, yeah, Uh, we'll go there and I'll bounce back from there. But yeah, what people fail to realize, man, is this niggas is in the streets, street niggas. Thugs, it's, and it's also niggas that just know how to hustle. Mm-hmm. I know how to get money. I know some get money niggas that ain't got an ounce of street credibility or thug life in them. They just know how to get money. They know how to hustle. No niggas like that. So when P is outside and I'm selling drugs and I ain't. In his statement, I'm only going by what he said. He said, I never wanted to be a street nigga. I just know I, I'm a hustler. I'm to get money. Okay. I'm hustling, and in the midst of hustling, a nigga kills my brother because he tried to get over on me, and I confronted him about that. Mm-hmm. And the police come and ask me, hey, who killed your brother? And I'm not a killer. I never perceive myself to be a street nigga. Then why wouldn't I help the police? This is not like snitching. And it's got our community in the chokehold. It does. Snitching, snitching is 
we committed this crime together and I got caught and I'm going to tell them on you and you getting caught. Or they caught me, they know it's other people to it and I'm going to tell them about it. Like in the commission of crimes, you telling on somebody who is doing the crime with you in order to get caught. That's what stitching is. Like if we associated with the same case. Okay. If a motherfucker come and asking me, hey man, who shot my mama? Who shot my brother or cousin or whatever it may be? If I'm not a killer, if I'm not going out to get street justice, if that ain't my MO, if my jacket is, oh, I'm a hustling ass nigga, I know how to get them bricks going and make bread. Mm-hmm. If, I, if, if killing ain't in my jacket and they come asking me about a nigga that killed my brother, absolutely, nigga, I'm going to tell them everything that I fucking know. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to go kill you. Mm-hmm. I might pay a nigga to come kill you in addition to telling them what I know. Mm-hmm. But I ain't going to do it. So it ain't, it's not like you were my homeboy and I folded or told on you. That's what snitching is. Okay. And people try to play these games, police, people who don't have a lot of street knowledge, who haven't dealt with a lot of street people. So they going off what they see in the movies or what mm-hmm. they think is right. And they'll say, oh, well, that's snitching. You get a lot of internet shit on that as well. But bro, snitching is when I'm telling on someone in a commission of a crime with me, something that we were doing together and I got caught and now I'm telling on you. Mm-hmm. If you committed a crime against me, man, I can take the position of a civilian. Mm-hmm. If I'm not a killer, if I ain't about that life, I don't take that as not snitching. Now, maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but anyone that I've ever dealt with in the street would, I, would agree with me. No, I think your say? definition is the, the foundation of it. I think that the way they've set it up now that's why i'm saying according to the way y'all got it set up now you know what i mean i think it, it lines up to that but i think at the very essence of it of what you're saying i, I told on somebody that we were doing crime i was caught not them but i just that's uh, I, I shared information for no for, for no reason really or i'm a hating ass nigga yeah i'm pulling you i'm pulling you i'm down. not and i'm gonna tell on them that's a snitch yeah so but for me Moving it further from that, it's like I just—I don't know. I just feel like, and it may is not us. Maybe it's just because we're black and we we heighten focus on things that are black content. But I just—it's like, y'all, we got we got too much to get get accomplished. We keep stopping and stumbling on this goofy stuff. Like his paperwork came out. Y'all want to say it is or it, bro? It don't even matter. It don't even matter. Thirteen years later. You know what I mean? It's like we're just waiting to look like, oh, see, I knew you wouldn't. Who cares? <laughs> I, that's why I'd be like, I would be like, whatever. Like, I almost would tweet, like, like Joe Buddy talked about the famous Jay Z. So what? Like, whatever you want it so? to be. So? Yeah, so? yeah, that's so? That's that's it. Call it what you want. Like, he's have impacted lives through his label and helped feed families and get people out the streets by having an outlet to use to make money to make it legally because he had a hustler's mentality along with his business partner and they were able to flip it and sell it so what like it's just like y'all black community let's move on like i'm tired of this like is this person street or not y'all not even street that are in the comments because you're in comments yeah, street dudes is y'all not in comments huh I said, yeah, they going off shit that they saw of YouTube that yeah. justifies what street or shit that they saw the move. Yeah, it's like or third party sh- information. Y'all not street. And y'all ain't comments. Street dudes ain't bro, in comments. <laughs> bro, the best part of what you said is this. Jeez. And I'm going to add something to it. 
This man just sold a company for $300 million this year, February of this year. I was back a little bit over, what, four or five months ago. I want to say it again. This man just sold a company that he built from the ground up for $300 million. But because our culture is where it is, people thought it would be important to release paperwork from 13 years ago about a murder that happened that's been solved. Yeah. Because they thought it would make us look at him as less of a man. Mm-hmm. After selling the company again, <laughs> 13 years later, for $300 million, we're supposed to care and take into consideration and have a conversation on, is you a snitch or not? Yeah. Yep. Let that sink in. Let that's, that sink in. That's... $300 million man. This man is making moves. He's being, he's in rooms and having conversations with people that he probably never thought that he would have 13 years ago when this happened to him. Now, $300 million later, we're trying to still tie that to him. Make that make sense. Anybody. In the comments. Please. In the messages. Please. Whatever. The fact that we're talking about something that happened 13 years ago and this man has sold a company for $300 million. And he seemingly did the right thing for his family by bringing his brother's murder yeah. to cap- murderer to capture. Like, yeah, I gotta relive this again, bro. I actually lost my brother. Like, let's I, I, I really can't believe. To be honest, I can't believe that he responded to this because he did respond to it and said that people are sick in the head and he can't believe that I can be same similar to something that I just said. Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, it's it's normally I feel like when people respond, you get over like, okay, they wrong. This person wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Whatever, y'all. Off. It's always normally that one person that might get all the way into it. And they talking like they got the answer. Somebody like, no, I'm telling you because I picked up. This. You know, he's like, no, no, it doesn't. It's just, not a reason to respond know. still, but people are human. It's like, okay, again, the Marlo Stanfield. I, my name is my <laughs> the name. The Tony Soprano with with Philly. It's like, hold on, you big mouth. Like, Crazy. it's not necessary. You're right, but sometimes it's just like I feel the need to say so. I I have to control my narrative. Do. Like that that is important at times. I don't know if this was the moment, but that's what he felt was important. The three hundred million dollar man, or hundred fifty million with you know, splitting it down the middle with his with his partner, uh uh coach or, or coach, K. coach K. So, you know, um I just hate it. it's like and it's this is traumatic, y'all. You know, he was a hustle it's a traumatic. He lost his brother, they solved the killer and we just we just ain't got nothing else to do. It's like, come on, y'all. Like, let's really grow. What what can we do to lift this brother up? Let's lift one another. We could we could use our energy elsewhere, just like we just talked about as we wrap here. But like the Joe Budden and Gilly, it's like, y'all, we could do more. Like, let's figure out when we feel that negative energy coming. Because I'm trust me, I'm learning myself. Sh- transfer that energy or pivot. Shouts out to the pivot. Uh, that energy elsewhere it's like you know before i start getting mad let me find somewhere where i can i can flourish and do something dope let me use this time over here we sitting there you got time to be on here just being negative like i i don't it don't make no sense to me like let this brother live go on back your business like y'all not even in the street y'all never you know what i mean some of y'all never seen a gun for real like you know what i mean it's crazy like the internet's wild bro uh you want to pick up you want to pick up the you want to do a part two to this to pick up the other half of this episode what you think Sure. Yeah. Works. I like it. Yeah, you know, we done rolled a little long. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock, man. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, well, Lou, uh, where can they find you? What you got going on for them to check out, bro? I am Spike Lou, man, on all social sites. I'll at your boy on Dick TV. 
another week in, excuse me another week in the books on deck tv frames per second dead end sports good earners a whole litany of podcasts that you can <laughs> check out and get my perspective on uh, I promise you all that stuff is going to be consolidated here really soon. You'll be able to get it in one spot before the end of the year. Thanking SpikeLoo.com vibes or something of that nature, man. But Mo, appreciate you joining me and helping me build this brand out. Where can yeah. I find you and what you got going on? Yes, sir, man. It's a pleasure to be doing this. Um, y'all can find me, same same place as Good Earners, uh, Mondays, uh, another week in the books, Fridays. Y'all be on the lookout uh our goal is by episode 50 we'll start going virtual here so you'll be able to see our faces our reactions expressions if y'all into that some people like that like they prefer to watch youtube so i figure we'll go ahead and gather that youtube community as we grow this thing we we got something to say uh you know awitb got something to say so we'll be getting our youtube channel going here at episode 50 and y'all be able to get those on saturday so some of y'all that may not have time on friday y'all get them saturdays cleaning up the house or what have you throwing on the tv or whatever uh as far as roll the audio drama series there's one thing i wanted to mention uh this is this young lady on instagram uh as we close her name is ray the party she hit me up a while back about when are you coming out with season four i thought this was so uplifting so inspirational and she hit me up about it. It's like, hey, look, I'm a party planner. I do this and that, whatever, for celebrities and stuff. But I really love your show. And I just, when is it coming out? She seemed like the Dave Chappelle fiend thing. And then she had said, uh, she said this. And I'm just going to read it. She says, you're deserving and awesome. I love to hear that. Mental health is important to me. And as a creative artist within dance, I understand the pressures, the days and the emotion that come with being someone who is supposed to create happiness, inducing for other, even when we are struggling. So I wanted to make sure I asked because it is truly a concern of mine within our community, especially the black creative community on how we are able to keep ourselves together mentally. So I appreciate your honesty. And I'm praying for you. Continue healing. And I can't wait to see what you create next. Bless. So she just asked how my mental health was before she went further about the show. And I just thought that was so fire. So shouts out to Ray the Party on IG. Um, until then, man, y'all tune in next week on another week in the books. Absolutely. We appreciate it.